Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark. I am also joined by Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hi. We are not joined by Miles once again this week. Search crews are still trying to find his... Jackie's frowning at me. You don't like this joke? What are you talking about? Miles is still on vacation. Yes. But the two of us, Jackie and Mark... Are here for now. You know, we're here for we're here for this episode. But next all three of us usually We're taking a break next week. Yeah, we're taking a break next week, but don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. All three of us used to discuss JoJo's bizarre adventure on this podcast, but then we ran out of the JoJo anime. So these days we are in our period of democracy where people can support us on Patreon and tell us what to watch. And so this episode is going to be about Nichi Joe. Or Nichijo colon my ordinary life. But before we get into my ordinary life, we need to listen to some emails, which you can't really do, from our ordinary listeners. You can't listen to emails. Extraordinary. Should I just like have uh who is it? Cortana just read them out loud? Yes. For everyone? No, we should read uh, it should be that that annoying TikTok narrator. Nichijo, my ordinary life. (laughs) That was your impression. (laughs) That was my impression of the TikTok voice lady. Nichijo. Or she she would probably say like Nichijo. Nichijo. Nichijo, my ordinary life. You should just sound like you're smiling, I guess. Salamat Pagi. (laughs) This email is from Colin. Subject line My Ordinary Life. It doesn't say that. My ordinary, <laughs> my ordinary email. Salamat pagi, pagai. Salamat pagi, pagai. I think J- it's pagi. Salamat pagi, JJB pod minus the miles. Hope y'all have been having a good August and aren't thinking too much about the fact that Halloween seems to be just around the corner. So Nichi Joe. I feel like this is an anime that most anime fans have at least seen a clip or two of. I watched it originally a few years ago, and it stayed one of my favorites. As someone in the server said, this is a reference to the Discord. As someone in the server said, it's a bit of a comfort show. I don't usually dabble in Slice of Life, but I really love the complete absurd humor of this. There are a lot of reasons I love it aside from the humor, though. I find the cast to be charming, the overall vibes are nice, the soundtrack is fantastic, and my god, Kyoto Animation really went off with the animation at parts. It's also really nice to have an anime with a main cast who are almost all women and have absolutely no fan service. Anyway, that's about all I have to say this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this goofy show, Colin. P.S. The day after I'm writing this email is my birthday. So I'm taking this episode as a late birthday gift to me. Yeah. Happy birthday, Colin. And thanks for writing. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Happy yeah. birthday. Now we have to make it good. Can, mm. can we quickly go back and rewatch and, and take notes? I'm just kidding. I took a lot of notes. If this episode was really a gift, it would have been free. So I'm sorry. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> Your gift is this birthday shout shout out. Happy birthday. Now then everyone's going to say, it's my birthday. And then we're going to have to start looking at people's driver's licenses. <laughs> you know, we're going to have to start validating everyone's claims. And we just don't have the bandwidth to do that. Mm. But happy birthday. We're going to hedge our bets and assume you're telling the truth. It's interesting to say like, 
I, like a lot of anime fans have seen a clip from this. It is pretty popular, but on like according to my anime list and stuff. But I think it's a generational thing. Mm. I don't know. But then again, I'm we're not real otaku anymore, so. I feel like we kind of are now, though, because of this podcast. We're otaku that see three episodes of everything. <laughs> like now we have like familiarity with Gundam, familiarity with um, Galactic Heroes. But there's a ton of anime that are super popular. And we're like, yep, three episodes and then nothing. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Uh, this email is from Chad. Subject line is an extraordinarily weird life. Aloha JJB Pod Ohana. Let's check out the voice connections for Nichijo. Manabu Takasaki, the three main girls teacher who gets explosively flustered in episode one when the principal admits to gifting the Buddha statue, is voiced by Tetsu Inada, who also voiced the part one TV series version of the burly undead knight Tarkus. Mm. Wait. What? The teacher. The lady teacher. The... S- when the principal admits, so the little lady teacher voiced the burly undead knight Tarkus. Did Tark? I feel like Tarkus didn't really have much, many lines, right? I don't know. Hang on. No, Chad Manabu Takasaki is who that person voices. Who's a male teacher? The three main girls teacher. Who's the three main girls teacher? That's not. No, that was a, a girl. Right? It's a little girl. Not a little. She's an adult. But she's small. I guess. She's a girl. Okay. Yeah, no. Manabu is a guy a teacher. Woman. Maybe. Th- does he get flustered? Yeah. I guess he gets flustered when the female teacher gets a statue. I think. Maybe that's what this is. You know what? I think the lady isn't a teacher. No, she is. I thought she was the um, counselor. No? pretty sure she's the counselor who is anybody who is anybody no because i'm pretty sure i remember her standing in front of the the class yeah asking who took her who put her the buddha statue in her in her closet it says a young constantly flustered and easily frightened teacher izumi sakurai and i'm seeing her she is also a career advisor school counselor but she's an english teacher okay okay and who's manabu maybe that's the main girl's teacher or maybe Chad fucked up. Okay. But I don't know. Anyway, email continues. Yeah, the, okay, the point is the male teacher with black hair is the same voice actor as Tarkus from the Phantom Blood TV anime. Principal Shinonome is voiced by Cho, wow, who also voiced part three American Senator Wilson Phillips. Remind me about that Wilson Phillips thing, by the way, after this email. Okay. The vice principal, Kosuke Oda, is voiced by Hiroshi Naka, who also voiced part one, vampire apothecary Wang Chung, and part five's fortune teller with the bad luck to have run into Dopio Diavolo. Later in the series, you can keep an ear out for the voices of Jotaro, Pucci, mm. uh, D and G from part six, and a few others. Here's hoping we can enjoy an ordinary life too. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. I was really hoping the scene with the principal wrestling a deer would come up in these episodes. People should go look it up if they've never seen it. I think I haven't seen that clip. I've seen Mio losing her drawings in the, to a police officer and then attacking everyone who tries to see them. And I've seen the one where a cat or a, a dog, I think, holds two of the girls hostage. <laughs> but people have mentioned this deer wrestling and I don't remember if I've seen it. So that Wilson Phillips thing, 
reminded me that the voice actor for Mario and Parthenax, the dragon in Skyrim, is Charles Martinet, who retired from voicing Mario yesterday or two days ago. I don't know. Rip. No, he's still, <laughs> he's actually going to have a new title, Mario Ambassador. Um, but so there's a new game coming out called Mario Ambassador. No. And it's just him. It's like not even, it's just him. No. Just like I, a live action. I think that he just is going to go places and jump into blocks. <laughs> no, uh, but the point is I bring him up because he was the American dub of Wilson Phillips back in the early 90s for like mm. the, the first JoJo animation, the OVA. He, like, he dubbed Wilson Phillips, yeah. He was like, it's a me, Wilson Phillips. He is like a short, chubby guy with a mustache, if I recall correctly. Mm. So maybe so, that's just his vibe. Oh, is that what the, that's what the yeah. mayor looked like too. But it was a very different voice, I think. Mm. And Parthenax is a dragon, so. He's just got range. Okay, good for him. We wish him well. We know he's a listener. Uh, but thanks for emailing, Chad. Sorry if we were totally wrong and were confused by that one line in your email but for a minute there i thought the little scared woman teacher was the same voice as tarkas me too i don't know if i'll edit that maybe i'll just leave it as is fuck it yeah folks if you want to support the show and also have a shot at making us watch something you can go to patreon.com slash jjbpod for as little as one dollar a month you can get access to the Patreon feed, which includes Miles's weekly cultural reference newsletter when he's here to record the episode. Uh, the occasional bit of cut audio from the main podcast feed uh, and any other content we feel like putting up there. For $3 a month, you get that same benefit, but we will also thank you out loud on the podcast, which we'll do in just a minute. For $15, which I know sounds crazy, but... You only have to do it for one month. You can turn it on, then right off, $15 gets taken, and then you send us a message and say, yes, you can thank me by name. I would like you to watch three episodes of this anime or this one anime movie that is really good. And we will do a podcast episode on that topic. And it won't just be sent to you specifically. It'll go on the podcast feed. So you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. We could have just emailed all these episodes to you. But yeah, patreon.com slash jjbpod. Let's say some thank yous. Thank you. No, no, no. We have to like say their names. Grace. <laughs> Rub-a-dub-dub. Thanks for the grub. <laughs> Should we... Uh, Dig in. We, Let's eat. Have we ever Amen. done... I know that we've done it as a goof of, of saying like, thank you, blah, blah, blah. But should we just say, should we say thanks, blah, thanks, blah for every name? Like all the time or just today? Let's do today. Let's see how it feels. So, hey, guess what? Thanks, Colin. Thanks, Clit Rocket. Thanks, Shun. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Hentai Homie. Thanks, I love Joe Thanks, Daniel. Thanks, Dalton. Thanks, Soliloquy Jackalope. Thanks, Kasoon. Thanks, Lord Zendar. Thank you, Omar. Thank you, Jumbo. Thanks, Katie. Thanks, Bloof. Thanks, Nocturnal. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Miraman. Thanks, Austin. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, Aquosis. 
Thanks, Christian. Thanks, Chad. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> okay. Chad. Very good. Folks, let us know if you like that format better. Uh, or was it was it weird? Did I it feel it. too direct? Oh, Jackie hated it. I hated it. But I, I meant every thank you that I did. <laughs> you can't speak for me. <laughs> I can't speak for you. You can't tell the listeners when I had my fingers crossed in between our faces and I said, <laughs> I don't really mean this one. Uh yeah, again, patreon.com slash jjbpod if you want to just support the show, indie podcasting from New Jersey, uh, or want to make the show do shit. It's mostly supporting us more than it is you getting new content. Anyway, let's talk about Nichijou. Nichijou is an anime. We watched it on Crunchyroll. It started in 2011, but mm-hmm. it, I feel like it only really had... A huge renaissance like a few years afterwards but yeah it's called at least on crunchyroll nichijo my ordinary life because i think nichijo here means like every day but every day in terms of like everyday stuff everyday matters not like someone telling you how frequently every day it nichijo i think is like every day as one word mm-hmm. um and i think just that's kind of the joke here is that there is everyday shit mm-hmm. in this anime, but there's also very weird things that happen. Um, and oh, it, I yes, get it. The joke is that a lot of this stuff is not everyday. I already knew that. I know. I'm telling the listener. <laughs> uh, so this is based on a manga that initially ran from 2006 to 2015. I thought you said, oh, the manga. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah. And this is a rare thing where... Uh, the mangaka stopped writing it in 2015 and then picked it back up in 2021 and it's still ongoing now. Wow. I guess like it was like a COVID hobby. Like mm. Mr. Arawi was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll write Nichijou again. Um, and yes, the writer of this manga is Keiichi Arawi, which is weird because we is a uh, vestigial or obsolete sound in Japanese. Mm-hmm. They no longer do we, woo, way. Did they name themselves? Or Yay. was that like a parent that named them, them that? It's probably a pen name. A lot of a these these right these manga ka use uh, pen names. It's pretty common over there. Um, okay. And you'll see pen names that have these obsolete uh, syllables as well. Mm. Uh, but the anime is pretty popular now, at least on my anime list. It is rank 146. I think it was like 8.4 something rated. What? Uh, okay. It's uh, It was number five most watched show of the spring 2011 season, a season that included shows like Steins Gate and Dead Man Wonderland. So not that popular. I mean, for a slice of life comedy, well, no, it was, there were other shows that were also very popular. Okay, because you said fifth most popular. I was like, that's pretty low. But there's a lot of anime. We've watched shows that are like 18th most popular and shit like that. For that season? No, for any season. Put it this way. Fifth, for, for the season that they were in. in. Yes. So okay. fifth most popular is like pretty common for us, but that's because people want us to watch shows that are good. Okay. Anyway. If you say so. And I don't know if it was that popular at the time, by the way. The, the rankings that I give for seasons are just the default sort on my anime list, which means how many... Registered users say, I've seen this show. Mm. 
but its rating at eight point whatever is really high as well. Eight point something out of ten. Um, anyway, the studio is Kyoto Animation or Kyo Ani, who did A Silent Voice, which we watched for the pod, uh, Haruhi Suzumiya, Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, or however however we call that show in English. I don't know. The one about the maid who's a dragon. Uh, also, a previous work by Arawi that I think is very relevant here is Helvetica Standard. What is that? That is what that means in this show when they cut to a weird, like, cut-out paper-style anime that doesn't involve any of the characters from Nichijou. It's just a little gag. It's like a short gag. It's a short little gag. I mean, this whole thing is gag manga, but it has some continuity. But yeah, Helvetica Standard is like an earlier work. I don't know where it came oh. out or whatever, but yeah. And it is the name of a font, if you didn't know. Well, Helvetica is. I don't know what, I don't know if Standard. Stand, as opposed to... Uh, like Bold or whatever. Yeah, or like Helvetica something. Uh, yeah, but font people weigh in and tell me if... <laughs> weigh in. <laughs> you get it. Weigh in and tell us if Helvetica Standard is different from just saying Helvetica. Anyway. Uh, yeah, this is like, I, I, I briefly went to see, is this a four panel comic like Azumanga? Yeah, I th- was like, this is a, like Azumanga Dio, but like newer. Some stuff definitely feels like it's a four panel comic, but some stuff doesn't. Like obviously the, well, maybe not, maybe it's just expanded. I was going to say the hot dog or sausage bit where the the sausage is flying through all these different obstacles before being caught and then falling mm. on the floor. Like that doesn't feel like a four beat comic but it yeah to a degree Nichijou feels like if like someone gave amphetamines to the Azamanga cast except for whoever that loud do you remember who's the loud girl in Azumanga Mark I don't know their names ah, damn it but she Yuko from Nichijou feels like her it's not okay. Osaka not Chio not Sakaki not not Kagura ah, damn it I don't remember her name Okay. I'm looking it up. Which one's, which one's Yuko? Yuko is the one with like medium brown hair, brown hair in this. Uh, okay. Tomo, I think. Yeah. Tomo. Tomo She's from gay. Azumanga Isn't reminds me. No. She's not the gay one? I don't think so. I think there are girls that like Sakaki. They're like kind of side characters. Who's the one who's gay? And in love with her? Kaori. Okay. Kaori is obsessed with Sakaki. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's it's very gag heavy, like in Azumanga, which is four panels. So like there's pretty much one joke and often based around like, well, I guess they're both slice of life where it's like, mm-hmm. here's a thing that's annoying to me or isn't yeah. this a problem when it gives you slight social anxiety? Yeah. Or here's a reference to another piece of media uh, that us Japanese people know and then we in the West watch it and go oh I think I got it and we don't got it <laughs> we don't know what the significance is so yeah as such it was kind of hard to take notes on this anime wasn't it Jackie yeah I was like I can't take notes on this but I, I did kind of take notes so we can talk about some of the things that I wrote down if you want oh yeah I mean I took plenty of notes and mm-hmm. I did some research on what some gags mean. There are still some that I just don't fucking get. Okay. Um, but yeah, this show, uh, I, not to get into our overall feelings, but the show is funny. And then there are jokes that maybe I go, 
that's not that funny and I don't get. And there are jokes where I straight up am like, oh, there's something happening here that I just don't know about. Mm -hmm. And so I'm either going to have fun later looking it up or just let it move on. Because there's like 20 stories per episode and it doesn't matter if one isn't that funny or interesting. It's like a sketch comedy show. Yeah, but some of the sketches are fucking fast and short. Uh, That means the same thing in this context, Mark. Um, the first note that I have, Jackie, you tell mm-hmm. me if you if you're on the same page here, is that is it Yuko walks in and says "Selamat pagi." No, other stuff happened before then. What do you got? The, the little girls with no motivation. Yeah, this was this weird thing where it's like two girls are talking about how do you get motivation. One of them's like, "I have no motivation." The other one, and and she's like, "But I don't. I have no motivation to get to get motivated." And the other one's like, "You just gotta do it." <laughs> and then that girl's like, yeah. And then she just like runs off motivated or something. And and, and then uh, I don't know who says uh, it must be nice being a complete idiot. Yeah. It's that's the narrator. It's yeah. like the two of them on a picnic blanket and a bird is sitting on one of their heads. Mm-hmm. And like on the sides, vertical Japanese says it must be nice being a simpleton, mm. being a moron. So I guess the joke there is just that by her saying like, you just got to do it. That actually did motivate the other one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, and then the next one is uh, we're introduced to the dark-haired girl with the wind-up uh, key on her yes, back. Yes, Nano. Yeah, and the and the scientist. Hakase. Hakase. Yes. And they are ha- having fish for breakfast. One of them is making fish. Nano's making fish. Nano's making fish, and then a cat takes the fish away. That's right. The and entire fish, which sucks. And she chases after the cat, and then she she's also thinking like, well, what if what if the cat needs it more than we do? Which I thought was funny. And it was, she just shows like a, imagining the cat, like bringing it to her little kittens. <laughs> yeah. She's a single mother. Yeah. Of five cat kittens or whatever. And then she, cr- like as she's thinking and running after the cat, she crashes into a guy and who, who he's on his iPod or whatever. And they, they crash and there's like an explosion. And it looks like a bomb. It's like a Dragon Ball Z explosion. Yeah. That like engulfs the entire town. And that's sort of a good intro to the show where it's like, it can be simple everyday things, but then there might be someone running at the speed of light or an explosion that should have killed everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of exaggeration, that kind of thing. And then after the explosion, well, or during the explosion, I don't know, it focuses on some items, a wooden doll. Um, a, a red cow. Okay. I don't, I didn't write them all down. But these are these are traditional Japanese children toys. Mm. A wooden tall doll is called a kokeshi. Mm-hmm. The cow, I don't know. It's something beko. And is the last thing just a piece of salmon? Or is there another toy? Oh, there is a salmon. But I think there's a there's their toy too. There's another toy. Okay. It doesn't matter. Anyway, they all hit Yuko in the head. Individually yes. at different times. This is, and this is after the OP because the OP yeah. plays after the explosion. I think the OP is better than the ending. I like the OP. It's it's pretty it's fun. fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they they hit and like, I don't remember what the gag was with that for Yuko, but it was something where it was like, well, at least this hasn't hit me in the head or something, and then it, they all do. She was very upset when the salmon hit her. I think. I don't remember why. I mean, you don't want raw fish in your hair. No. That's no good. 
And then we're in class and the teacher is like, okay, who left the Buddha statue in my closet? Um, yeah, and, this, this is a funny overall story. Yeah. And I then at, this, like this, at this point I wrote, I can't recap this show. <laughs> my notes are just like, I can't do it. Yeah, you up. saw a humongous explosion and then mm-hmm. three different toys that you're like, I don't really get what those are. And then suddenly a different story is a, happening. A, with a Buddhist, like, what is this Buddha statue? Like, I don't know, weird. Yeah, and these are like titled as though they are their own segments. Like the first section, the first part is called motivation. It says that on screen, Yaruki. Then short thoughts is the is the just the solo shot where they're sitting on a mat and a bird lands on them and the, and the show calls them idiots. And then this, the whole thing where like the robot girl is cooking and stuff, that's all. And then now the thing's falling on Yuko's head. That's all... Um, Nichijo. But yeah, it's a kokeshi, akabeko, and a salmon. Mm. And this is where, I'm now on the, the wiki because I have to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where Yuko comes into classroom and proudly greets everyone in Malaysian. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened. I just didn't write it down. Uh, and this is where, because of this show, I ended up trying to figure out what is the history of indonesian malaysian relations i yeah and i also don't get why uh why this is like what the joke is here i think the joke here is just that she's trying to be interesting Mm. and quirky and see does anyone pick up i'm using a foreign language and no one cares Mm. and it's that thing i don't know if you've done this but i've done this where i'm like everyone's gonna think this is cool and you do a thing no Mm. one notices and then you have to decide either was that really stupid that I did that? Or go, no one else knows the things that I know. <laughs> no one gets my humor when, in reality, no one gives a shit. Oh, you're like, maybe they didn't hear me. And then you say it louder. And oh, like, that's no, the no, worst. Just no one gave a shit. Nobody that reminds me, speaking of everyday things, do you, I've seen this happen even outside of school. Have you ever been in like a group of people and you're next to the person who keeps trying to talk? Oh, yeah. And they keep going, well, if I, yeah. Well, if I were, and they're just like sitting there, like I've done that where I've fully like laughed at them and been like, "Dude, you're trying so hard." And they're just like, "I know, no one's stopping to let me talk." Well, I, I what I when I notice that I I try to be like, well, you know, this one's trying to say something. Like say their name, you know, like oh Eddie's trying to say something. <laughs> Ed, oh Eddie, what were you gonna say? But you, know? you but you can't do that now in like in like a work gathering setting right you well, couldn't do that uh, my job is all virtual so if somebody well but you worked in the real world for a while i did you know that was ne- a long time ago now you're in snow crash or whatever the fuck what are you Neur- talking neuromancer about? some yeah now i now i just you work in Cyberland. i just surf the internet you no, fight I... viruses by going into a special network where you shoot beams at bad I'm, guys I'm, right i'm a vr trooper now oh shit <laughs> Uh, my um, wife is a Beetleborg. <laughs> I don't think the Beetleborgs were like. I don't know tech, anything about Beetleborgs. But, but VR troopers were like they went into the computer or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what were we talking about? We. Wait, I was wait, just talking so about you an were everyday thing me about. Well, what I what I would do at work. Yeah, I would do the same thing at work. If we were in a meeting and it seemed like somebody was trying to talk, I'd be like, you know, and, and someone keeps interrupting them, I'd be like, oh, you know, Kristen, what were you trying to say? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I like. Because cause otherwise, because it's usually like the same like one or two 
guys <laughs> dominating the conversation. And like, so I, I'd sometimes I'm just like, okay, I'm aware that other people are trying to say something. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't remember why I brought that up though. I guess it was just because of the Selamat Pagi. Oh, just being like, like no one else is noticing a thing or, oh, oh yeah. Repeating something and feeling stupid that you have to repeat it. Yeah. Especially if you repeat a joke and people are like, we heard the first one. Yeah. That's that's upsetting. But uh, and she does apparently inject Malay other places. She says Salamat Pagi again. She says Salamat Melam later, which means good night. Mm. I tried to figure out if Keiichi Arawi, the, the mangaka, spent time in Indonesia or Malaysia or if he's got heritage from there. Mm. I found no answers. Mm. Um, but for some reason, there's a bunch of re- references to Indonesian culture. I know that the subtitles say it's Malay, but the language they speak standardly in Indonesia is a form of Malaysian. Okay. Are they different? Yes and no. Basically, there's a lot of different versions of the Malay language. Mm-hmm. And because Indonesia is named Indonesia, they said our language is Indonesian. Okay. Right? It's confusing. But it's like if you speak English everywhere... And then in Jamaica, they were like, we speak Jamaican, mm-hmm. which is a form of English. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. But that's kind of not the case because it's a standardized Malaysian they speak in Indonesia. I don't know. I don't really get that shit. It's Malaysian. Got it. Um, but I don't know why. I, the reason why I say Indonesia is because he also references an Indonesian soccer player and maybe a politician. So I don't know. Anyway. Then what happens? Um, so then, so the the n- Nano uh, ends up on a roof, and so we see her, and she's, I don't remember what she's doing, but she notices that her hand, I think her hand was just in her sleeve, but she's like, oh no, my hand is gone. Everyone's going to know I'm a robot. So that's how I learned that she was a robot, because I didn't yes. know she was a robot. Which is a great thing. Yeah, because you, you see the wind-up key on her back. And I'm like, what's that all about? Is she a toy? Is she a giant toy? Well, yeah, and you might just think like, okay, maybe she's just a quirky kid and she just yeah. wears that as like a fun thing. But no, she's a wind-up. She's a robot who also happens to have a giant wind-up to shoot a USB toe. <laughs> we later find that it has lines later after the credits or whatever. It says, mm. my capacity is one gigabyte. <laughs> Shouldn't I have more? It says something yeah. like that. Like, don't you think I should have more? That's pretty funny. <laughs> you don't need any translation to, to get that joke. There's a scene where... Um, there's like a couple girls and one of them is like, oh, don't you know, you have to save the best part of your lunch for last so that you can end it with yummy. (laughs) Yeah. Which, and this is like, maybe that's the first, I don't know. But yeah, that's a very relatable part. I definitely do that. I definitely, that's why I eat my burgers like from the outside in. Oh, you, you bite all around? I, I bite all around the burger so that my last bite is the middle of the burger. That is interesting. Yeah. I've never... I take I take my bites in a circle and then I end up with a perfectly circular... I, I get like the juicy middle part. But what if you get interrupted? What if you have to leave suddenly? What do you mean? What if there's an emergency? I take, my bur- I take my burger. <laughs> yeah, I guess especially if you only have a little bit left, then yeah, just run with it. Okay. Anyway, that's relatable. Let's all eat the things from the middle or from from you know <laughs> yeah start your burger from the middle <laughs> somehow use your whole punch mouth to, save, save, to take the middle save the best part for last um 
And then her, it's she's eating like a little whatever it is. It's like a little squid looking thing. You said it was a hot dog. It's a sausage. It is a But sausage. it just looks like a hot dog to me. It looks like a little like squid. This is apparently a thing they do for Japanese like kids lunch. Mm-hmm. There's this and then later there's a bunny that's made out of an apple. Okay. Like they take like a, like the, a quarter of an apple and they like partially take the skin off and it looks like it has bunny ears the way they cut it. That's it's cool. Um, well, it keeps slipping off. The sausage keeps slipping off the chopstick and then it falls, but it like goes through this kid's mohawk and then a girl with a catcher's mitt is going to catch it. Yeah, I think my. But yeah. then it like bounces off or something and then it. It slips out of the mat, out of the mitt. Yeah, and then then it hits a locker. I think um, the girl dives to get it, and it hits the floor. And she's like, she's like counting, and then she grabs it because it only was on the floor for a second. Three seconds. She said it's the three second rule. Was it three seconds? I thought it was only like I thought she said like one, and then she got it. I think she kept counting, but okay. yeah, I don't know. It was within three seconds. Is the point? Well, she was able to say tasty at the end. Yes was probably oishi and someone said well that was definitely out meaning like she shouldn't have eaten that it was gross. yeah um and they show some egg people there's these are people with eggs on uh for heads and they are holding jump ropes two of them they are holding the the rope the opposite ends of the rope and then one of the girls jumps tries to jump in they 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 show this these this egg jump rope people a couple times. Yeah, it's like a returning gag. And I think it's like different girls every time. Is that true? Uh, Yeah, I think so. So that's a thing. Um, Later, we find out you shouldn't bring goats to school. Um, There's a character that I really like. <laughs> who's this like farm boy who like pretends to be fancy. And so he rides in a goat yes. to school. Sasahara. But he talks like a very like fancy lad. In school, like he tries to be like a, a, like I guess a snob, but he's a farm boy. And, but he like uses his goat to ride to school. He's like, oh, how can I walk like a peasant? Yeah, I couldn't figure out if he's supposed to be like, is he supposed to be a spin on the, oh, I'm the fanciest kid in school? I think but he, he turns is. out to just be a farmer. He, he, I think his personality is that he's fancy, but not his upbringing. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. that's just who he is, I guess. But he doesn't, uh, it doesn't really match his, his actual home life. Um, which is kind of funny. Um, I really love before this, I think, two characters that are Japanese speakers. One says, Happy New Year. And the other one says, Me Too. Uh, that uh, I have that here, but I think that's a little later. Okay. I, I wrote down, is this a wedding? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, she has a veil it, on. Because it looked like it was a wedding. Yeah, I think it was like a fantasy. Wasn't it a fantasy? She was like dreaming about the boy that she liked. Oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. Um. So that was the next thing I was going to say. Uh, pink, pink hair. There's a girl with pink hair. She shoots a guy in the face. Her name is apparently Misato. Okay. And I guess her whole thing is that she has weapons. Okay. And but they don't seem to do any damage to anybody. Okay. Cool. But yeah, the girl with the blue hair is the one that had the Happy New Year. Me too. <laughs> I think that's Mio. And yeah. I, and it looked like it was supposed to be like, uh, I love you or something. <laughs> you know, I right. don't know. Uh, yeah. So this is where we find out that the principal was actually the one who got the teacher a Buddha. Right, because they're at like a school assembly. The teacher goes up with the Buddha again to say, "Who did this?" 
was this was a, was this a prank? One of you has to come forward. And the prince was like, uh, I heard it was your birthday, so I left it for you as a gift. Mm. Which is the most awkward thing. Has there ever have you ever had a mystery like that that you were like, who left this thing for me? Or who who wrote this weird note on my notebook? No. You know? That has never happened to me. One time uh I went back to my car I was this was in high school and I went to my car and someone drew a dick on it. And I was like, who drew a dick on my car? And it was probably nobody. It was probably like just some kids walking by, like, I'm going to draw dicks on cars, you know? But I mean, it wasn't a targeted dick. Yeah, but for some reason, I was like, who did this? There was. was, I thought it was targeted. I I was like, who knows where my car is? Yeah, it may have just been a very writable car. It might have been a very dickable car. You shouldn't have driven that car made out of whiteboard. (laughs) And you taped all those white, oh, whiteboard said, markers. When I said drew, drew, I meant like in the snow, by the way, in case that wasn't clear. That was not clear. Okay. Okay. It was in, in the snow. All right. I was like, wow, you were cool about it. I've never heard about this. But yeah. If someone draws shit in snow, it's like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna go away. Anyway, there's a bunch. There's so much to cover each episode. Uh, the principal makes some bad jokes, but it actually made me laugh. Uh. The principal does this long thing. Maybe there's other jokes in it, but it ends with him being like, and if you guys do not listen to me this year, and it sounds like he's going to like invoke a punishment or something, but instead he says, I'll go to a different school. (laughs) And it falls flat, but I think that's good. Um, This is where we get the Helvetica standard, um, which uh, I don't know what that, I I didn't write down what Is this the Grim Reaper one? Oh, is that what it is? Okay, yeah. So the Grim Reaper is going around asking what insensitive means. And then his boss tells him he is, like you are. So apparently in Japanese, he's saying, what does KY stand for? Mm. And KY is, yes, English letters, but it's short for kuki yomeru, Mm. which is the Japanese concept for like, read the room, feel Mm. the vibes. Like if you're being weird and you want someone to understand, you know, like you're being weird, you could say KY to them. Mm. But he's the Grim Reaper. And everyone that he asks is terrified of him because mm-hmm. he's a floating specter of death. Yeah. So when he's like, what is, what is everyone telling me to read the room for? Mm-hmm. And this guy's like, that's what you need to do. Read the room. And that's it. Well, he says, you are. Well, that's the, that's the subtitle. I don't know if he really says you are. I like it. Like you are being that way. You are being insensitive. Yeah, it's a pretty good translation. But um, Anyway, so we're back with uh, Has- Hakase and Nano. Um, we learned that the key on her back is for her big toe to shoot out, and it's very cute. And she and she's like, "Well, take this key off of my back if that's all it's for." And uh, Hakase is like, "No, but it's cute. You're cute." <laughs> yeah, Hakase. I don't know if it's this episode or somewhere, but I saw written that Hakase does not understand why you would prioritize function over cuteness. <laughs> so she's like a genius inventor, but she's also like a dumb little kid. And so she is a kid. Like, what? <laughs> she, yeah, she's a child genius, but that means that some of her inventions are strange. Yeah. Um. Uh, then we see the blonde boy with the iPod. He's also on a roof. Right. This is yeah. This is the 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 guy that Nano ran into. But we never see him again so far in the other three episodes. Right. Um. And then this is where we uh, the you it ends, and then we get like the uh the big toe speaks it's like hello i am a big toe i only have one gigabyte don't you wish i had more (laughs) uh there's there's other stuff that we we skipped over as well there's a joke i don't get at all 
oh, it seems like this might be from Helvetica Standard, but it is with Nichijo girls, where Mai throws a frisbee, a dog chases and jumps, but then she shoots the frisbee as skeet. So it's like... A skeet? skeet? Shooting skeet is where you go and you fire a shotgun at a clay disc that's fired out. Oh, okay. So I guess the gag is just like, hey, don't skeets look like frisbees? Yeah. What if a dog tried to grab a skeet? Like, I, it's yeah. not that funny. I don't know. This probably has happened and ended poorly in America. Uh, What else do we got? Let's see. I wrote that this show is perfect for ADD children. <laughs> Why? I think that's true. Because it's just, a lot of stuff happens in like 10 seconds and you go, what the fuck? Mm, kids, but it has to be like in like scrolling through something form. Like This should, is like a great show for TikTok. We'll just take each like little scene and make it a little, make it a little. Uh, YouTube short. Make it a little short that people can swipe. Or a reel. Yeah. Or whatever. And yeah. That way people can scroll through. I do really feel that in Hakase and Nano's house, there is a poster that has a shark that appears to be dead. It has an X over its eye. Mm-hmm. And on the top and bottom, it says Same, which is Japanese for shark. Mm. It also looks like it says Same because it's written oh, that's in what Roman I, letters. That's what I thought it said. It looks like it says Same, Same with yeah. a dead shark. But I it's think it's like supposed to be Same, Same. Like, same. <laughs> so I do... Relatable. I would like to see if this poster is available, uh, if anyone's recreated it in purchasable form. And I will put it in a bathroom because that might be the only space that we have. Anyway. I can't recap this show. I'm like looking at my notes and I'm like, what? there's a fucking rock, paper, scissor game on the stairs. Yes. There's a girl with a bear head and then there's a wooden fish from Hammer Space. Yes. A gold wooden fish. And I remember all of these she things. She keeps bowling bowing she keeps bowing the blue hair and then the other girl takes off the bear masks and then the and then a wrestler wrestler mask and it's her sister right um so i can tell you what some of that stuff means yeah this is part two the first part here is glico which is a like candy company in japan they make pocky um and uh I don't know really what that has to do with it i guess the idea is like they're going to get a prize if they win this little game they play rock, paper, scissors, and then you get to say a word, and depending on how many syllables or more of a word you say, you get to go up that many stairs. Have you heard of this before? How do you know it? How do you know what they were doing? I looked it up. Okay. And I'm looking at the fan wiki right now. But I looked this up for another reason. Yeah, yeah, right. Because one says a word, then the next one says a phrase, and they argue about, should that count? Are you allowed to say phrases? mm and then Mai, the one who's like deadpan with black hair. By the way, the main characters here are Yuko, Mio, and Mai, which is me, you, Mai. Mm. Sort of like English pronouns or mm. whatever. Anyway, so one says a word, one says a phrase, and then Mai says a bunch of syllables and goes all the way to the top of the stairs in one go, turns around and says, incantation of resurrection. Mm. I thought, I was like, is this some mythology thing? You know, mm. like like a biblical passage for them. But no, Incantation of Resurrection is just what Dragon Quest 1 calls a password because old NES and Famicom games, they didn't have a save uh, data because there was no battery in them. So to remember your progress, it would give you a password to type in. But to keep it in like the RPG lore, they would say, this is an incantation spell 
to resurrect your character, mm-hmm. but it's just a password you type to get all your stats back. Yeah. That's why later in this episode, we see Mai sitting in front of a TV and she's typing the phrase into uh, a Famicom uh, and she's going, oh, it doesn't work. So mm. she cheated by using a Dragon Quest password, but it wasn't even the right one. So, mm. um, That's the gag there. But yeah, that was one where I was like, holy shit, I'm going to have to look this up. And thankfully, someone explained it. Um, yeah, this next one, this is the one where, yeah, Mio, the blue hair, wakes up. She Her alarm was stopped. And she finds a note from her mom saying that she went to play Sepak Takra, which is a kick volleyball game they play in. Oh, they play in Malaysia. Okay, Sepak Takra mm. is not a Mal- is not an Indonesian soccer player. I'm sorry. Um, then yeah, this is where she gets chased by a girl wearing this like bear mascot uh, bear head. head. Um, she pulls out a wooden fish from her hammer space. Yeah, and she says, hey, is this yours? Um, and then Mio doesn't have an answer. And uh, that's when Bearhead pulls out a goldfish. This might be a reference to the Aesop fable. Um, I think it's like the woodcutter and Mercury. It's an old Greek tale where a woodcutter loses his axe and then Mercury or Hermes, the god of merchants and stuff, pulls out a gold axe and is like, oh, is this what she dropped? And the, the woodcutter is like, no, 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 my, that's not my axe. And he says, okay, and he pulls out a silver axe. And the woodcutter says, that's not my axe either. Mm. And he takes out a wooden axe and he's like, that's, that's mine. And, the guy, and then Hermes says, then you can have all three axes because you're honest. Mm. And all the other woodcutters in town intentionally go throw their axes in bushes and stuff. And they wait for uh, the god to appear. And Hermes is like, oh, would you like this golden axe? Is this yours? And they all immediately go, yeah, that's my axe. And they don't get it, and they lose their original axe. Mm. So the moral of the story is be honest, especially if it's a Greek god. Yeah. So I think that might be what that this is referring like a, to. That sounds like a Looney Tunes-ass fable. Um, I mean, probably. A lot of cartoons are influenced by old okay. tales. I think it was written by Looney Tunes. Okay. That's it. All right. That's, Jack, all, that's all I have to we're, say. We're putting it in the ledger. Jackie's opinion is that Aesop's fables written by the Looney Tunes people. Yeah. What if the Looney Tunes wrote all the, uh, like they invented the Greek mythology? Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm like, huh? I don't know what I'm talking I about. I mean, there's like probably as many like decapitations and probably more yeah. explosions in Looney Tunes than, than uh, ancient Greece. That's true. Anyway, uh, Mio then gives this bareheaded person money eventually they pull off the bear head they pull off the lucha mask and it's it's mio's older sister mm-hmm. and then uh what's her deal mio keeps hitting her older sister with like a corkscrew punch which is probably a reference to some boxing anime and then her sister eventually is like look i'll buy you ramen if it'll make you feel better but she's holding the money that mio gave her mm. and she says that's my noguchi because it's uh, apparently it's similar to how in America we can say, you know, I gave him two Benjamins or whatever. And you're talking about $50 bills because Benjamin Franklin is on those. Anyway. Yep, she enters the wrong password here. Oh, right. Is this where we then have like the weird pastry bit between... Uh, 
Oh, yeah. There was bread inside her arm. Yes. Something. And then there was something else in her head. Yeah, because they're gonna do they're gonna do rock paper scissors, Hakase and Nano the robot. But when Nano goes to throw her sign, her hand falls off, and because it's cylindrical, a sweet, sweet loaf, sweet a roll, roll, yeah, comes out, and then Hakase starts eating it. And uh, I guess Nano the robot also wanted to eat some, and Hakase goes, "Oh, well, what about uh, a sweet bun or something like that." And it like pops out of her forehead like she's a cuckoo clock. And then she mentions a third sweet cake and Nano gets nervous because she's like, what part of my body is going to fly off or explode to reveal a cake? This is like a body horror segment, really, if you think about it. But Hakase goes to the fridge and opens it. And that's where the sheet cake or whatever is. So that's pretty good. Oh, right. This is an important part where Yuko is sort of a forgetful girl. And she's always asking Mio and Mai for their homework to copy. And she convinces Mio to give her her homework notebook, which Mio does. Yeah. But then remembers that she drew some Boys Love or Yaoi comics in it. And this is where I said to myself, okay, Miles should not watch episode two with the family. Because this drawing is like a man with no shirt on has his hand on the back of another man's head that is near oh, his crotch. Yeah. It's suggestive. I think it might go over some kids' I heads. I don't think it, yeah. But why risk it? Why risk it? Nah, kids won't know. And then the series of gags here is Mio trying to take her homework back. Yeah. Because she also knows that Yuko would make fun of her and tell everybody about the gay boy porno drawings. She keeps trying to steal her own notebook back. It's so funny. She like runs away with it and stuff. I mean, it's a tough uh it's it's a tough bind because it's like your friend doesn't want to get yelled at for not doing her homework again. You said she could have the notebook and now she's being weird about it. Uh and one of her excuses is she says, "This Oh, that's actually the wrong notebook. This is my math notebook, but it said math on it." So, then she tries to bribe her and Yuko just runs away because mm-hmm. I guess she knows something's up. Uh, and then there's this insane animation of them chasing each other and like everything gets really distorted and over-exaggerated. It's, it's fun to watch. At one point, Mio goes through despair and she flashes back through her life. And one of the moments she flashes back to is her sister wearing uh, a mask and annoying her, <laughs> which we saw an example of in the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Yeah, and then she she like seems to give up, but then she just like goes into overdrive, goes insane, and then manages to uh, trip, fall over, makes Yuko get concerned, and then she manages to steal the notebook while Yuko is concerned, I guess. Oh, and then what's really funny is Mio hands in her homework, forgetting to erase the drawing. And then when the teacher says, if you forgot your homework, tell me right now. And Mio mm-hmm. stands up and says, I forgot my homework. <laughs> but in my head, I'm like, you submitted your notebook already. Yeah, like what is he just going to give it back to you now? Yeah. I guess you could say, yeah, I, I forgot to do my homework. I'm sorry. I gave you my notebook and it's not even in there. Um, it's weird. Yeah. Anaka, you're, is, isn't your bow too big? That's a, that's a thing that happens. There's like a gag where a girl's bow is too big. Yeah, it's like not uniform regulation is, is the, 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 the uh. sort of timid teacher asks one of the students about it. 
And she turns around and goes, Pion, I'm a rabbit. Or like, oh, yeah. Pion, like a rabbit. Apparently, Pion is a noise that rabbits make. I don't know. We also see, yeah, there's a, this is the whole scene where Misato shoots Sasahara with increasingly huge weaponry. She shoots him with a gun, then an RPG, then a turret, uh. then like a rocket array or something. And they're trying to come up with ideas for the cultural fest. And then there's something where Misato is embarrassed that she's wearing the bear head. Oh, yeah, I wrote down the bear costume still doesn't make sense. That's yeah, I, I think Sasahara was wearing it at some point, And now Misato is wearing it. And so it's like, oh my God, they shared the same mask. But I don't even remember why Sasahara was wearing it. Anyway. Oh, when Misato fires a rocket launcher at Sasahara, the way she's she crouches on the floor with one leg sticking straight out, and I kind of think it's a reference to Desperado or El Mariachi, one of the films by Robert Rodriguez with Antonio Banderas, because there's bad guys that fire rocket launchers and they do that exact pose where they crouch down with one leg sticking out. Or maybe it's just what you're supposed to do with a rocket launcher. Maybe that's the best way to fire them doesn't seem efficient but you look cool anyway uh, my first note for episode three is bunny apple i have cat in a cage whoa despite all my rage i'm still just a cat in a cage so the cat escapes um he sees some birds on a box and he attacks it and then he falls and then the box falls on top of the cat yeah it's just yeah it's for like it's for later this cat keeps showing up yeah yeah and then the, I forget her name, brown-haired girl keeps saying hi in Malay. Yuko, yeah. Um, And Mai is mad at her. Right, yeah, reason. they're walking and Mai won't talk to her. Oh, yeah, right, 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 right. You're right, but it just turns out that she had her headphones in. Right, and it's funny because Yuko keeps saying, like, maybe it's because I ate this thing from her lunch. Yeah, oh, and maybe it's because... Uh, I broke the Buddha statue and then gave it a burial and then eventually tossed it in an incinerator. Yeah, yeah. She keeps confessing to crimes that get increasingly like, fucked up yeah. as she did against her friend. And little by little, she basically says that she ate all of her lunch yesterday. Mm-hmm. She at first says that she just ate one part, but then she's like, and then I also ate the rest of it, I think, something like that. And then, yeah, Mai just pops out a headphone and is like, huh? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, that last part is news to me. So she heard the last part. Okay, so then another scene, there's the teacher. She's like, she, to the boy with the afro, she's like, hey, isn't your hair extreme? And he just pulls food out of his hair and offers it to her. <laughs> he pulls out a dorayaki and offers it to her. Which I was I like, don't think it matters. At first I was like, is this teacher racist? <laughs> like, leave his hair no, alone. No, no, Japanese dudes can do afros, apparently. But then, she, but then he pulls fucking food out of his hair and I was like, okay. That's just, it was, they were just trying to introduce us to his hair and, and the silly... I guess the silly things that he can do with it. Or I guess like she's just always sort of flustered by the students. She's trying to reprimand for being, you know, out of regulation hairstyle, out of regulation uniform. Did, has she done that with other people? Well, yeah, with the rabbit. Oh, that was her that did it to the rabbit. Okay. Yeah. Um, the Nano finds the cat in a box and she tries to take, oh, and then she doesn't take it home. But then when she gets home, has that, Hakase, Hakase brought it home. Um, and they think the cat will talk. I forget what they do, but they like do something. To, they do get it to talk. I know, but they do. They're like, oh, if we do this, it'll talk. Hakase invents a scarf that will let it talk. 
Uh, and like then he, in, in, in an instant, she has it. And then he talks and he just gives this whole long, like kind of mean speech. And he's like, don't you know cats meow when they're hungry? It's not rocket scientist. And he's like, I'm also the oldest in human years. So <laughs> you guys should be listening to me. Yeah. Um, and he, he basically just says a bunch of stuff and, uh, and he's like, and don't pet me so much. And then Nano is like, uh, okay, I'll put him back. <laughs> like, like, I don't like, think they even say anything. They just him back. The, or do they say something? She says yeah. something, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm sorry. And then, and then I think it cuts to Hel- Helvetica standard. Yeah. So maybe this cat will be in the mix going forward, but they won't actually be listening to him because they can always just get rid of him. We did skip over this weird thing, or was this after? I don't know. But there's a scene where Yuko has forgotten to fill out her homework, which is like, uh, they call it a worksheet in the wiki. I've heard, I guess we called it worksheets. I think the subtitles called it something else. We had worksheets. Some people call it dittos. Oh, dittos. Remember yeah, that? I which remember is just dittos. basically a word for copy. Yeah. Which is also a word for facts, technically. Facts is short for facsimile. Anyway, hmm. um, but it's like a worksheet Yuko didn't fill out. And so she asks Mai, because I think she already asked Mio last episode. And then Mai keeps giving her paper and she thinks that's the worksheet. But every time she hands her a sheet, it's actually like another page of a stupid comic mm. that Mai wrote where it's like a boy is nervous because he's late for school and... His dad is like, I've been laid off. And then a tiger starts chasing Masao. And every time Yuko's like, no, no, for real, give me your homework. Oh, right. It's, it's, a, it's, mus, it's, a, it's the teacher. Isn't she drawing the teacher? No, I don't think so. You sure? The teacher's Manabu. Okay, fine. I thought it was the teacher. I don't think so. Yeah, so, and then it's like funny because the voice actors are also like kind of do, reading the comic as a dumb voice. Uh, and, it, and I think Yuko's worried that Mai is doing this intentionally because it is like three times that she just gets new pages of this stupid comic. And then Mai finally hands her a paper that has a worksheet on it. But then Yuko looks at it and realizes that she might have brought the wrong worksheet to school even. Mm. Because it's like totally different. It's like more advanced or less advanced algebra or something. Let's see here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Also this part where the teacher asks people a question. And then only a few kids raise their hands. But then he says, you're also being graded on like enthusiasm. And so then all the students raise their hand. Mm-hmm. But Yuko doesn't want to be called on really badly. So she raises her hand like shittily, like halfway. So it's like barely noticeable unless you went to say, hey, why aren't you looking? Mm. So she like half raises it. And then when she hears another kid start to answer, that's when she raises it even higher. Why? To see, I think the idea is... Oh, I get it. I get it. Not nah, They already called somebody else, so I'll pretend I, I had my hand raised the whole time. Yeah, I'll pretend now. They'll, they'll see me putting my hand down. And then there's this thing where she sort of has her hand up, but she's seeing different students around her getting called on. Mm. And she imagines it as though the teacher has like laser eyes and is scanning through mm. the classroom. And I found this very relatable because at the end of our freshman year... Before you came to school, actually, Jackie. Of high school? Yes. Okay. They had this class. One of the, it was a lot of it had to do with public speaking. I remember I because I, I came to to high school to your high school um, my sophomore year, and I remember everyone in my grade was talking about this class. I forgot what it was called, but everybody was talking about how it was a mandatory class. But I basically I skipped it because I st- I started my sophomore year, so I didn't have to take it. Okay. Okay. So it wasn't that they stopped it; you just weren't there. Got it. Um, yeah, I wasn't there. 
but you'd have to give a speech in front of like 90 kids or something like that. It was like mm. three classes at once. I was so fucking nervous. I would go mm. and like a few times in a row because they, they didn't, they knew kids would try to skip. So they did a randomized list oh, of the no. kids' names. I was so nervous that at least twice I sweat through all my layers of deodorant. Mm. Like I smelled awful afterwards. Mm. And like, I'm sure other people could notice it too, but I was just so fucking freaked out. And I remember imagining it as though like you're in the, you're in like a military engagement, like you're storming the beach at Normandy and like different people in your platoon are like blowing up, <laughs> like mortar shells are flying at you randomly and you're just seeing people get like decimated or whatever. And that's kind of how Yuko feels here, seeing everybody else get called on Yeah, when she knows she doesn't know shit, doesn't want to have to give the answer. So this was a very like, okay, yeah, this is what these manga authors are good at like they somehow remember what it felt like to be a kid i mean i guess i've never forgotten that public speaking thing but so did you end up speaking i did i remember going up there my whole fucking like leg was shaking but i did it good job yeah thanks it was like annoying too because you had to involve the use of an overhead projector hmm I think my speech was about how the bubonic plague was weaponized in the Middle Ages or something. Okay. Something, I, I feel like that was somehow... Did you pick the topic? Was it a research paper? Could I'll put it to you this way. That, that doesn't sound like a topic I wouldn't pick. <laughs> I just remember reading about how a, there are accounts that they would take plague-stricken bodies and they would put them in catapults and they would launch them into castles. Oh, that, That's cool. Uh, that were of of people they were attacking or whatever. Like dead bodies or alive bodies? Dead bodies. Okay. Um, which is also kind of stupid because then what? You're going to go in there and you're magically immune to the plague? No, you're not. Okay. Well, the last thing I have here is arm wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. The arm wrestling is very good. Yeah, it was. I don't. I didn't write down who was involved, but I just know that this gr- it's the girl y- Yuko and Mai. And who was the one that kept losing? Yuko. Yuko kept losing and Mai kept winning and she just kept like, she just kept like, oh, rematch, rematch. And, you know, and it, she, it just, she just lost harder and harder. And it was funny. She's trying to like yell different techniques to imply that she's like, okay, yeah. I'm summoning new strength. And she says like, dream something, uh, earth, the power of earth. Oh, she says shooting star. She yells death at one point she, and she just loses instantly. And then she keeps saying, well, I wasn't ready well, okay, you know what? That was the wrong position. She tries putting her foot against the desk or her arm against the desk or something, and she just instantly loses every time. She just can't admit that Mai just has more strength. We also skipped the weird part where there's apparently a running gag where the principal thinks the vice principal is trying to oust him. Mm-hmm. He finds a straw doll on the ground mm-hmm. and is like, vice principal, you dropped this. And then he starts to think like, oh my God, what if this is like a voodoo doll? Like he's going to do something to me. But then he opens up the straw doll and there's just beans in there. Oh, yeah. I didn't understand this. So this is a dish called natto in Japan that is traditionally made using and in a fable. Beans are fermented in a a straw packet. So the joke is like, what if someone used a straw doll to make natto? And the principal Mm. even says like, why in a doll at the end of the... The scene mm. and that's yeah that's what this show is it is everyday stuff that makes sense and then exaggerated because it's the mind of a child or just because it's funny uh and some stuff that just feels like complete nonsense 
but it's it's very jokes per minute you know like it's at least interesting to look at if it's not funny and every episode will probably have at least one or two segments that you do find funny i think yeah i liked it i'd like to see more of it i don't know when i'll get the chance because it's definitely a show you have to engage with you can't just put it on on the side and half pay attention i feel like that's the case with anything that's not in english though i mean to a degree that's true but i think even if you put this in dub you'd still be like what the fuck is going on you know Mm. it's not like let's progress through the dialogue it's not a murder mystery where the detective says oh i then knew that if he was at the library like you have to be looking at the visual gags Mm. you have to know if the next shot is a totally different location and characters like wait who are these people you have to look up at least know who the people are yeah i thought it was good i thought it was funny i would have liked more plot i think for me to want to keep watching it that's Mm. how i feel i didn't feel like there was a a plot you like an arc you like a a story i do like an arc but i also like the characters i like yuko that must have add or something (laughs) she cannot focus on her homework she can be impulsive yeah this also feels like something that i would maybe like it like the more i watch it the more i would like it because i would like the characters more you know and know more about who they are you know, yeah. Like even if I rewatch these, I think I would like it more if I rewatch these three episodes. You know what I mean? Because then I'm like, oh yeah, 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 this is the same. Because then I would be able to connect because I because the um like sketches are so you know they're just like short sketches and they keep sw- switching. There's no like I don't really make a connection much between characters except for like some of them. Like Nano, I always know like okay, this is Nano and and. Hakase. Yeah. Um, you know, but some of the other ones I'm like, who is this one? I don't remember. Yeah, I mean like what's this one's deal? It's definitely like Yuko is the one who's like It's a lot of characters to keep track of, I think. And then short scenes that don't connect, so then I forget what their deal is. What I'm trying to say is I Uh think that the three main characters are like fun to watch and that you have Yuko who's very impulsive. Who's the three main characters? That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. You have Yuko, who's very impulsive, <laughs> okay. who thinks before acting, never remembers her homework. Okay. Uh, you've That's got, the one who draws? No. Okay. Mio draws Okay. and is a better student okay. and has blue hair. Okay. And Mai is very deadpan uh, and also does her homework and stuff. Okay. Which one are you? <sighs> I'm somehow... Uh, Yuko without energy or Mio without good grades, but I wouldn't draw boys love porn. I don't think I'd draw any porn. I can't draw. I'm one of these girls minus a good trait. Okay. I think. I'm the one that draws. You're the one that draws. You're mm. not the quiet one. You're not the... Wait, what, what was... Wait, what, which one is that? The dark hair one also draws the stupid comics about Masao running away from a lion or whatever. Yeah, what is, what's her deal? she's i don't know she's mostly just like quiet well i'm not quiet anymore i'm just tired i guess you're the blue hair then i'm blue hair yeah you remember to do homework now as an adult i do my homework more than as 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 a teenager i did not do my they shouldn't have sent us to do work as children (laughs) i'm much better at doing my work now as an adult but like my like how i acted as a teenager is very different because I like didn't give a shit and I didn't really need to give a shit as a teenager. I feel like as an adult, I like doing real work. I like actually give a shit because it's like, oh, this can actually be used for something like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm 
I'm working on something that like kind of matters to somebody. Whereas like just like doing math problems on a worksheet or like writing an essay. It's like, who's this for? It's for my teacher who's going to be like, mm, mm, B minus or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, who cares? it's interesting because a lot of it is like preparing you for and testing your aptitude for being a body in the giant machine of work in your country. If like, I could get away with not doing homework, I absolutely, like I did no homework. I didn't do the readings. You know, I did, the bare, you I did the bare minimum. You, I, paid I paid attention in class, but I also drew a lot in class. Like I just drew like in my notebook, but I got like decent grades just because like I paid enough attention that like, and I studied for the test. That's what I did. I studied for the test, but I didn't do homework. I was an awful student. I think my GPA was like a little over 1.5 or 2.5 when you, I graduated. You never, you never went to class. I dodged a lot of classes. But the thing is, I never... I was in a class with you and I, and I was like, where is this guy? I called out sick a lot because I had very bad anxiety. Yeah. Um, I never cut class though. I didn't have the guts to do that. So it's like if I got out of my house and stuff, I just went to school. Mm. I could never just be like, I'm not going to that class or whatever. You never cut class? No. You never cut class. No, in college I would, but also because I slept like during the day like a vampire. You were never like in class and you're like, I don't need to go to my art class or whatever. I don't no. need to go to this. Mm, okay. I think I was too nervous about it. And also once I was there, I was like, eh, I like yeah. being around people that I know. I feel like I could definitely cut class. But I should have because so many classes I would go and I'd be like, no, I don't have the homework all mm. the time. And my answer is like, Basically, you might say, oh, I did the bare minimum. No, you didn't because I got through school and I did less than you. Yeah. How did you graduate? <laughs> to a degree, they, they can tell that you're smart. And when you're in class, you give a shit. So they're like, well, he should have the chance to go to college mm. and it would make our school look bad. And his parents might be upset if we flunked him and made him repeat a grade. So we'll just say, fuck it. He gets a D or a C. I mm. failed gym at least one semester because... I was self-conscious about changing into shorts and stuff and yeah, having I didn't, to play gym games. I didn't like changing in the locker room either. I didn't like changing. So I like just, I didn't, I did I, I think I failed gym or like, I, I feel, yeah, I failed gym. And then like when my parents saw the report card, my dad was like, I just, my dad can make me feel bad by like not even, like he doesn't need to raise his voice. He just needs to sound disappointed. <laughs> um, and he was like, how do you fail gym, Jackie? Come on. I'm like, oh, I know. I'm so embarrassed. But I knew that this would happen because, like, you know, it's like, what do you expect? Like, you don't mm -hmm. like you didn't participate in the sports. You didn't get changed. Like, <laughs> but it is the e it is the easiest thing to do. But like, I just I didn't want to do it. I wanted, to, I wanted to sit on the side and talk to my friends. Yeah, it's like I wish that like. It's also like, I think there are kids who just do have ADHD or something where they just can't pay attention. They can't be a square peg forced into a round hole or whichever shape can't go into the other shape. And I wish there was like a, a thing where they'd go, you can't do this bullshit. So we are going to figure out a different school for you. You're like, you know what? You'd be really good at this or something. Mm -hmm. For some reason, bail bondsman jumped into my head, but that might not be good either. No. But you know what I mean? They're just like, all right, what do you think about farming? And like, hopefully the kid just takes to a farming education. They just, they're just like, look, you didn't make it to algebra. That's fine. All right. You put them in a trade school. We're going to teach you how to use, a, you know, a circular saw. Yeah. 
that still seems scary, even as I say it out loud. Put them in a trade school. Maybe they want to be. Maybe they want to do electrical engine, uh, uh, electrician, or plumbing, or fashion design. Yeah, (laughs) something. And, And that's the thing: is a lot of it is just people. You know, they just want to be like. But could you learn enough bullshit that you can one day have an office job where someone throws bullshit at you? And you remember how to do it because you were a child who was forced to do stupid math at home. Yeah. I don't think you should have homework. I think they should just teach you everything and test you on everything when you're in the building. And when you go home, you should be able to just read a book or play a video game or whatever. Kids are not going to read a book. You look for porn in the woods. You look for porn in the attic. You look for dildos in the cemetery where they do santeria. Are you doing Mad Libs? No. <laughs> did you ever find a dildo in the cemetery? Yes, near... I did. Why was that there? I, I, we, we were, I was taking pictures in the cemetery. I don't know if who, who was doing the project. I'm going to say it's me, but it could have been any, any of us. Somebody was taking pictures in the cemetery. Any for... of us does not include me. This is before Jackie moved to my town. This is before I met you. Um, but this sounds awesome. We were taking pictures in the cemetery for like some photography class. This wasn't before I moved to your town, though. We went back to my hometown to take oh. these pictures. Uh, but this was... Before I date, I started dating you, um, and we found a dildo in the cemetery. So we started taking pictures of that. A guy comes out of his house and he's like, "Hey!" And we're like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! It's not ours! <laughs> it's not our dildo." <laughs> that was here when we got here. Yeah, like that was. Uh, it, he, and he and he's like, he's like, it's it's okay. I know, I know. <laughs> and he was like, "That's uh, you know, people do like witchcraft and stuff like that. That's that's santeria, whatever, whatever." And we were like, okay. <laughs> were you then like, well, then why are you yelling at us at all? No, he was, he, he, yeah, he was, I don't know. But he like, he was like, oh man, they cut the heads off chickens and stuff like that. And you know, that's really dangerous stuff. Like, don't touch that stuff. And we were like, okay. And then we were like, well, did that guy leave the dildo in the cemetery? Like, Maybe he just didn't want a bunch of kids near a dildo. who was trying to be like, yeah, get away from it. I'm uncomfortable with this concept. I don't know. Anyway, that happened. <laughs> yeah. I, I, th- I vaguely I ha- remember this story. I have the negative somewhere. It's just like a <laughs> dildo in the grass. <laughs> one day, a civilization will find this negative and wonder, what, did someone bury a penis here? It, 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 is, it was like penis-shaped. It had like a vein on it and everything. It looked like a penis. That's a dildo. I know, but it wasn't like, you know. Oh, it wasn't just like a cylinder. It wasn't like a head, smooth, yeah. like. Yeah, exactly. It was a penile looking nasty. It was like curved and big. And veiny. And veiny. It had veins, like. Uh huh. But it was a dildo. Because I guess whoever did this witchcraft, if if it was witchcraft, whoever did it wanted something that looked like a dick. So, like, perhaps in your old town, a woman cursed a man's penis. Maybe. Or a man cursed a man's penis. A man cursed his own penis. (laughs) Because he read the book wrong or something. I don't know. He's like, all right, this is going to make my penis bigger and better. And then he read the book upside down and everything got fucked up. And his penis fell off. Yeah. And that's actually what you saw. (laughs) Anyway, this this shows a lot like that. Nietzsche Joe, stream it on Crunchyroll or some illegal place, probably. Whatever you want to do. I'm sure the illegal place probably will have like fan subtitles that just covers the wall in text to explain all of the gags, but I didn't feel like looking that up. If if anyone knows of any good 
subs or whatever that explains all the gags. I'd like to see that at least in my own free time. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about what we're going to watch next week if I've figured it out yet. Next week, we're taking a break. So well, we won't next be episode. here. We won't be here next week, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, friend bees. <laughs> I'll just cut it if you want. <laughs> no, you can leave it. You can leave it. You can leave all this too. I was, I was like, there's a, there's a word. What do they, what do people say? There's another word, like ladies and gentlemen, but there's a. NB? But no, but there's like a cutesy little like. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't have any friends. God damn it. There's like an MB version of like ladies and gentlemen and it's like cute, but it's like cutesy. It's like a pun and I don't remember it. It's cute. I don't like it. I like it. All right. Sorry. Uh, Next week is also TBD. When you guys pledge, you got to remember to, you got to message me and say, here's what I want you to watch. I got to chase you down. I feel like it's a fair trade because you gave us money, but sometimes I got to chase a lot of you down. We'll post it on like Twitter or whatever Mark uses for this podcast. Yes. If you want, you can follow us on Twitter or X, whatever. Twitter.com slash JJBpod. There's also a Discord for this podcast that was started by a listener. The uh, link to join that Discord is in the description of this episode. Again, if you have long email thoughts, you can send them to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com, patreon.com slash jjbpod. I say it again. Fuck it. We have a Patreon. Other than that, just remember you might be a robot filled with pastries. Have a good night. I was thinking of ladies and gentle thems. So you would say ladies and gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen? Gentle thems. Okay. Isn't that cute? Good night, everybody. Bye. I love you.